With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Previously on Campo Cantro. Uh, I think Elise Perry op- adopted the Steve Waugh tactic of uh, batting with the tail of I'll just take a single and good luck at the other end. They could just sit in the centre of the pitch playing Uno or something. <laughs> and I kind of got the sense watching it that... Uh, uh, Lanning more or less bullied uh, Nathalie Raj into shaking hands. She gave us a, a really good look at how the baggy greens work with the ponytails and they, and they don't work at all. Where England demanded stringent conditions be met so that they could tour with their best side, then still selected Dom Bess. This is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. So, look, I think everyone wants the Ashes to go ahead. Uh, it's hard for the England players to make the decision. I think there'll be some sort of Ashes. Maybe there's a couple of test matches in Sydney. Maybe there's a couple in Melbourne mm. and one somewhere else, maybe Tasmania or something like mm. that. You're here with Kat Jones and Dan Lipke, and that was Shane Warne. Yes, Shane, Shane Warne is uh, confident the Ashes will go ahead, so yep. that's good news. He, he says that may, may not take place in uh, Perth or, or Brisbane if they can't sort their things out. And Did I, he sound disappointed? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think he's more than happy to have an, an extra game in Victoria. Yeah, and uh, they might, what, there might be one game in, I don't know, Tasmania. Is that yeah, part of Australia? Yeah, yeah. yeah more or less. I'm, I'm not sure they let many people in at the moment either, but no. every, everything's changing with vaccinations, uh, England listeners, so don't panic. Yes. So it's all okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I was just thinking if there's going to be an extra match in Victoria, we, we've got mm. a ground like literally less than 100 metres away from us. So <laughs> I, I'm willing to throw that open for the Ashes and we can just, just sit out on our balcony and uh, watch, and, and watch listen, the play. And we can listen to the appeal. We can hear mm. a lot of the cricket, can't we, from yep. our balcony. So that is a wonderful idea. I think you should pitch it. Yep, yep. Yeah. I'll get in touch with Cricket Australia straight away. Huh, yeah. yes. And I also wrote a piece earlier this week on the conditions that England uh, did ask to have, have met before they agreed to the tour. And That's right, because Joe Root put in a list of demands, yes, didn't he? And, and yes. he told you all about it. Yes, he did. Yeah. And uh, so some of those conditions are no Steve Smith or like-for-like Steve Smith replacements. Mm, fair enough. Steve Smith can carry the drinks. Yep. 
Uh, he also wanted Tim Payne to make all the DRS decisions without any assistance from the, the more clearer thinking teammates that might be around to correct any obvious errors that Tim might be making. Okay, so Dave Warner's allowed to help. <laughs> Dave Warner can help at any point, yes. <laughs> okay. It, will, it will, should also be a Cummins-free zone. Uh-huh. Uh, no swearing, can't be our first ball, puppies yep. for all the players, all, yeah. all that, that kind yeah. of thing, all, all that kind of stuff. So That's quite reasonable. Yeah, so you can read about all the all the conditions that uh, Joe told me about. You can go to theraw.com.au and you can probably track that article down by um, perhaps uh, surprisingly searching in the expert section uh, <laughs> of that website. <laughs> well, I mean, only experts get exclusive interviews with Joe Root, correct? Yes. I also love the bunch of gloomy English people in the comments saying, <laughs> we'd still lose 5-0. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, uh, England are coming. Uh, they've confirmed their squad. Uh, no Ben Stokes, sadly, which I, I in, in to, to be serious for a second, I know that's really disappointing. Yes. Like last time he was over here in an Ashes tour, he was just a baby. He made his test debut in 2013-14 mm. and he hasn't toured Australia in an Ashes series since, so it's very sad. It would be very disappointing. But Mark Wood's in the squad, yes. so that's good to see. So that's good. And, of course, Stuart Broad, the great comedian, he'll be back here presumably for one last time. So yeah. very much looking forward to that. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. So uh, lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket, but... We, we just have time to cover the, the T20 leg, the final leg of the Australia v India women's series. Australia were up 6-4 uh, in the series with just the T20 uh, leg remaining. They they scraped home there in the tests as we discussed last week. And so this would, the, the T20 series was going to be the, the first T20s these two teams have played since the World Cup final back in back in the before times. <laughs> BC, before COVID. Yes, yes. Yep. And so kind of as, as a sign of how much things had changed since then, not one of these three matches would be attended by a single Katy Perry. Huh. We had to make do with just the one Elise. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Uh, so let's go through the game. So in the first game, uh, it was Shefali Verma, who I think pr- played <laughs> possibly my favourite T20 innings of all time. It was uh, 18 runs off 14 balls, which doesn't sound that spectacular. Mm. And so you consider that, that those 18 runs were from three sixes. Every other ball was either a dot ball or a wicket. So it was a fantastic innings uh, from Shefali Verma. That was fantastic. It was sort of, she, she was kind of trying for it. Wasn't she? she was going six, not out, not out, not out, not out, not out, six, not out, not out, six, and out. Yep. Finally, yep. she got the six and out she yep. wanted. I think she was trying to hit sixes on every other ball. She was just swinging wildly and mm. missing. And uh, she, I, she tried to hit. 14 sixes off 14 balls. He got three and <laughs> oh. was then dismissed. It was a great innings, my, my favourite innings of uh, of the summer so far, I think. Yeah, I think there'll be there'll be a callback to this later when we talk about my bets. <laughs> yes, very possibly. <laughs> uh, anyway, India just like motored along uh, in that game. They motored along and they were losing wickets on a regular basis. It was, it was thrilling stuff. It looked like they were going to be out... Uh, for 200 in the 11th over or something at one stage, which would have been great. Uh, but then boring old rain came along. Yeah. Uh, wet old Queensland struck again. So T11, I mean, a T11's good <laughs> thinking when there's all this rain about yep. and there's a permanent cloud over Wetricon Stadium yes. or whatever you called it. Yes. Uh, it strikes again. Did they employ... Um, What's his name from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Rob McKenna <laughs> as the the bus dro- the coach driver. Very possibly, yes. <laughs> uh, in the second T20, India uh, came out and tried to do pretty much the same thing, uh, except this time they just lost all their wickets instead. They, they didn't score quite as quickly and just collapsed. Uh, they lost three wickets in the power play. Then they kind of forgot how to run between the wickets, and I think mm-hmm. the highlight was uh, Deepti Sharma and Pujar Vestraka uh, found themselves uh, sprinting towards the, the non-striker's end to see who could get their first while Alyssa Hill 
Healy had the ball at the, the batter's end and was just holding it up, waiting to see which one she would run out. So <laughs> that, that was very exciting. Yeah. Do you think she was just sat, they were both just standing there in their crease and she's just waiting there with a the ball and they're, they're daring each other to, <laughs> to start running towards the other end? Yeah, maybe. So the third umpire took several uh, replays before they decided which of the two was run out. And mm. it turned out that uh, uh, it was uh, Pooja who managed to stay in, which was a good thing because she absolutely went the tonk in the final overs and got India up mm. to a semi-decent score. Not a great score, but a semi-decent score. Yeah. Uh, nine for 118 off their 20 overs. And then uh, you pretty much thought that Australia would run down that mm. quite easily, uh, except from the second ball of the innings, uh, Shikapandi bowled this magnificent uh, ball that just cut back miles outside off stump, jagged back into Alyssa Healy and just clipped the top of the bales and she was out. It was one, one of those uh, many balls of the century we see, you know, at least once a month. But yeah, but all, all of those other balls were BC. Yes, that's true. Yeah, this is the first AC ball of the century, correct? Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. There might have been one in the IPL as well, but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll call it the, fir- the first. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fantastic delivery and uh, kind of signalled uh, a start of some really uh, brilliant Indian bowling, which almost had a, a Australia uh, in, a, in a lot of trouble at one point. Mm. And then uh, Tali McGrath uh, arrived at the crease and uh, she sensibly saw the side home. So And she did so much batting, didn't she, in the yeah. series? She was incredible. But I, I really like how this game allowed you to tell some really bad puns on the <laughs> on the names of the uh, the players. We had <laughs> Grievous Bodily Harmonpreet yes. and uh, followed by uh, the, the wound that was healied <laughs> yes, after yes. that. Yes, so I, I, I wasn't game to dreadful. try and uh, do those verbally, but I'm, I'm glad you, you were willing to. <laughs> to have a shot at those. Yep. So Australia won that game and with that they won the entire series. India couldn't win the series after that victory. Yeah. Um, so then we had game three. The third was uh, the dead rubber. Yep. And uh, the highlight of this game was Meg Lanning. Yes. Um, yep. she, she basically heard castling over her own stumps with her bat. That, yep. She doesn't do it very often, does she? I don't think, I don't think anybody does it very often. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite, quite a remarkable way to be dismissed from Meg. Mm. And, and look, usually, and we should take this into account, when, when this does happen, it's usually in junior cricket and you often mm. give them a second chance. Yeah. Because well, it's just too embarrassing. It is, it is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> well, she tried to get a second chance. She didn't go off straight away. She demanded a review. Yeah. Well, she stuck around long enough for a review. I don't think she was actually able to yeah. make the tea sign, but she stuck around long enough that the umpire said, oh, I guess we better check and see what actually happened there yeah. which is which is more embarrassing if anything it means everybody gets to see it in slow motion again yeah rather and she's than just... in total denial i can't yeah. couldn't possibly have done that <laughs> yeah yeah but she did make up for it by taking some really good catches mm. uh one you know leaping running with a ball to dismiss mandana for 52 and and she was well in touch yep and another sort of perfectly jumping leaping mm. catch uh again to take harm call so she was good yep yep very good uh landing's hands can dismiss anybody including herself so yeah, good good to see but apart from that as a, a bit of a bit of a dull game yeah yeah you you weren't quite game after the you know all the other matches in the series to fully write India off but they never really seemed to be mm. um, likely to win this one so somehow despite going toe-to-toe with Australia for the entire series India finished it winning only one game which doesn't really seem fair no yeah. no it doesn't really but they, they yeah they certainly dominated more of the series than that would suggest yes well they dominated the test they, they were well on top for, for most of the test and 
basically held their own in the T20s and the ODIs. So. And gloriously, a lot of the Indian players are now sticking around for the WBBL, which starts next week. Yes, yes. And I, I have a theory that if uh, Australia should very much enjoy this this current champion side and the, and the reign of you know victories that they're establishing at the moment, because mm. I, I have a feeling that uh, once India uh, establish a women's IPL, uh, they're just going mm. to you know get get a bit more professionalism, get a bit more calmness under pressure, because that's basically what costs them yeah. some of those games. They panicked in the field. They Mm. did some wild throws as soon as they get a bit more calm under pressure they're just going to crush everybody like they've got the talent so that's right it's uh they'll have this amazing depth in their in their women's ipl yeah so so enjoy uh enjoy this while you can australia (laughs) it's not gonna last and who won the raj perry beret at the Uh, end of that the the raj perry beret for the player of the series went to talia mcgrath please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors this season we've been asking people to support us by giving us their very honest five-star ratings on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, your podcast store of choice. And so we've come up with this uh, very, very good uh, review <laughs> format that people can use. What, what's the format, Dan? It's uh, basically Can't Bowl, Can't Throw is the most blank cricket podcast of them all. Cat and Dan's devotion to blank is what keeps me coming back each week. And, and we did get a review in this format. Improbably it was from Scott Muller <laughs> yes. himself. Was, yeah. this a real, is this a real review? Well, he's got the Scott Muller's real test figures in there. Ah. His, his name's oh, Scott Muller, 7 for 258, so it must be the real one. Well, no one else would know those figures, exactly. would they? How, how would they find them out? <laughs> I think that's that's validated. That's like one of those numbers that you're yeah, two-factor two authentication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scott Muller is 7 for 258. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. So what Scott has said... Uh, Can't Bowl, Can't Throw is the most diced celery with cream cheese cricket podcast of them all. Cat and Dan's devotion to obscure left wrist spinners is what keeps me coming back each week. Yeah, so I, I was trying to interpret what he what he meant by this, and I, I think mm. I've, I think I've got it. I think the dice celery with cream cheese means that we're like a, we're a cricket podcast hors d'oeuvre, where we're just a, just a taster before you oh, move on yes. to the to the weightier cricket podcast. The ones there, that go for two and a half hours. <laughs> exactly, and, and of course the left arm wrist spinner is Michael Bevan, who we uh, finished our previous season with. <laughs> Of course, that's true. I thought it might have been more that uh, diced celery and cream cheese is his favourite food. Uh, Will we assume that? Yeah, yeah, it, could, it can be both things. Yeah, and instead, instead of wrist spinners, it should have been salad spinners. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made the, I don't want to improve upon your iTunes review. It was, it was almost perfect as it was, Scott Muller. So we, please add your own recipes into iTunes or wherever, because this is making me quite hungry, and we may read them out in a future episode. I was approached by a man who I later, later discovered to be a bookmaker from India. I was fined $10,000 and paid my fine immediately. I realised and accept fully that my actions were naive and stupid. I realised that I was very naive and stupid and stupid and stupid. And stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are in Cat's uh, Gambling Corner. Uh, thanks again to uh, Shane Warne. Uh, he's, he's featured quite a lot on this episode. That's, that was Shane Warne, Mark Warne and, of course, Kenny Rogers. Well, I was approached by a man who I later realised to be, to be, no, I wasn't. I, I just put in some, some online. Some online bets. He didn't approach any men at <laughs> didn't all. didn't approach any men at all. I wasn't approached by any men either. It's been some time. <laughs> Anyway, um, I have been keeping track of my bets, and 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 I, as I as I mentioned before, I have something in common with uh, Shafali Verma. Yeah. Uh, which which 
bets came through of my multi-leg bet, Dan. What do you think? How, well, how I, many do you think I got out of the nine legs? So out of the nine <laughs> legs, I think you probably got three sixes, did you? Three wins? I got three. Three, yeah. there you go. Three out of nine. There yeah. you go. So so it was a multi-leg bet. You had to get several bowlers had to get more than 20 wickets. Several batters had to get more than 500 runs. Yeah. And that was pretty much it, wasn't it? And then uh, either um, oh, yeah, then. KKR or Rajasthan Royals to finish bottom of the ladder. And, so, of course, uh, Almost the Royals, none of these things happened. No, no, yeah, that's right. The Royals finished second bottom because, of course, the Sunrisers were the supreme beings mm. there at the bottom of yep. the ladder. They they were spectacularly good mm. at it. Yep. And they continued that throughout throughout the season. Uh, over 500 runs. Well, we had a couple. Mm. Rahul, Rahul did okay. He's, yep. he's top of the table, 626 runs for the season. This is pre-semifinals, uh, pre-qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coley only got 366. Come on, Coley. Poor work. Uh, Shikha Darwin, fantastic, 551. And uh, Yadav, 317. Mm. Uh, came 17th. Yep. So he really... And, and what bowlers down. did you get? Well, uh, again, we had one one bowler doing mm-hmm. okay, Boomerah. Boomer. Uh, tw- 21 wickets for the season. Mm-hmm. I had to get over 20 and uh, Bolton Rabada got 13 each. Mm. Uh, Sounds like you should stick more with the uh, India players rather than any of these overseas That's in, right. imports. Well, they, they, this was an off-the-shelf bet, of course. Yeah, I, didn't, okay, right. I didn't actually select this. <laughs> I've got that much thought into it. And Rashid Khan got 18 oh, he was out close. of that. So uh, anyway, when I was looking at the um, – that, so that was disappointing. Three mm. three out of nine, but it, it did give us lots of enjoyment yeah. along the way for a, for a 5 or $10 bet I, or whatever. I think it I also on. gave us three segments in this podcast. <laughs> so it did quite well. I, I was on those season, looking at the season stats on the IPL website and I went and I was struck by there's this section, section there called polls. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I think I'll go and have a look at the polls. But I shouldn't have gone to have a look at the polls because <laughs> polls were of the fans of the IPL website. So yep. you know what the answer was to it. Yep, Virat Kohli. <laughs> yeah. So catch of the season. Virat Kohli. <laughs> Emerging player award. Virat Kohli. <laughs> It wasn't quite that bad, but I, I, I quickly went off that uh, off that website. But I did have a secondary bet that yes. he's doing, doing okay, but it's not resulted yet, right? No. So your secondary bet was Glenn Maxwell to score the most runs for RCB. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and that, that bet is still alive, and I think he's going to do it. So carried over from the preliminary rounds into however many semifinals RCB end up playing. Right. Yes. So let's hope they can. Uh, he can stay. He's, he's 100 runs ahead of Patikal, who's the nearest, mm. and Coley's behind that. So I think we should be fine with yeah. this Maxwell. And I think there's a maximum of three games left that RCB can play. So yeah. as long as he gets one decent innings out of those three, then I, I think you probably safe. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Anyway, so what happened in the semi-finals? So we've got the Delhi Capitals, Chennai Super Kings, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, and Kolkata Knight Riders are all playing. Mm-hmm. How, how the we at the time of recording, one game has been played. That's right. Dhoni has managed to come good in mm. the qualifier. Good on him. He's had a lot of criticism, but. Uh, he he did hit 18 off six to win it with two balls to spare and beat uh, uh, the Capitals. Yep. So poor old uh, Rishabh Pant. Mm. Uh, and I think uh, Donny's the oldest captain in mm-hmm. the world and Pant's the youngest <laughs> captain in the world. That's not yeah. quite right. But yeah. IPL, IPL is the world, cat. Ah, <laughs> can't ball, can't throw, coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is going to join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moller Award. Well, this is actually the Scott Muller Award, not the Scott <laughs> Moller Award. Yeah. 
I don't think uh, Scott Muller, seven for two fifty, whatever scores. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm yeah. forgotten my two-factor authentication yeah. already. Anyway, lots of mentions of Scott Muller <laughs> in this podcast. Yep, Scott Muller and Shane Warne. Weird, isn't it? So we just yeah. need a little bit of uh, Joe the Cameraman. Maybe it was Joe the Cameraman in that interview at the very top of the podcast. Could have been. Well, I, he, he didn't identify himself in any way, so no. I'm assuming it was Joe in retrospect. I'm pretty sure. Shane Warne's just texted me and told me it was <laughs> Joe the Cameraman. It wasn't him. So you have been approached by a man. <laughs> I have now. <laughs> I have now. Thank goodness for that. I've been waiting all podcast. Yeah. So this is our award for the most absurd thing that happened in cricket over the past week. Mm-hmm. And uh, who have you got to nominate this week, Dan? During the second T20, uh, uh, Australia v India, there was a school formal that was being held at, at Metricon Stadium. You, they, they cut away to the crowd and there were all these, you know, 17 and 18-year-olds just filing on in to do whatever you do at a Metricon Stadium-based school formals. I, I, I missed this. So were they were they wearing tuxedos yeah, yeah, and Yeah, they were all dressed up. Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> really? were there. They were ready, ready to party. So huh. I, I, I thought it was good. I wish my school formal had been held at a cricket match. I yeah. probably would have actually enjoyed it and instead of, you know, hanging around being afraid of all the girls. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, relatively cheap drinks. Yeah. Uh, ability to social distance is yep. good. Free DJ playing 80s music. Yeah, and a cricket game. <laughs> I think actually it's quite a good idea. And yeah. there's been so many formals cancelled. I mean, mm. if, you, if, if your formal gets rescheduled to the night when the cricket's on, yep. you, you don't want to cancel it again. You just go for it. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see uh, schoolies held uh, during the Gabba test. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's probably happened before. Oh. Excellent. And I hope that Metricon Stadium's been marketing this. You know, yeah. come and have your school for, yeah, school formal. Well, they, they could have multiple school formals. There could be one in every bay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great idea. Anyway, we'll workshop this later and we'll mm. have a we, – that'll be our advertising for next yeah. next time. Now, uh, we had Sam Curran ruled mm. out uh, of the T20 World Cup. I'm not sure on what grounds, but who cares. And he was replaced by Tom <laughs> Curran. Yep. And uh, I think you had a theory about the, this – it's nice when you're replaced by your brother, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. If you're going to be replaced mm. by anybody, you should be replaced by your brother. And I think this should apply to all cricketers at the World Cup from now on. <laughs> yeah. uh, so all replacement for World Cups should be a sibling of an out, of the outgoing player. Yep. So, yeah. And I, I mostly just want this because I, I just want to see Brandon Stark one day jump over a South African batter. Oh, I, yes. I think that would be great if just Fosbury flop over the top of them. Yeah, and that would probably be the only thing he does in a cricket yeah, game, right? that's fine. Yeah. It would be good on those outfield, you know, those outfield catchers. He could leap higher than anybody you just got to mm. leap backwards get them and just fling it back in before he crashes and probably breaks his neck because he doesn't have any padding to land on yeah anyway it doesn't matter I, I mean i can't tell the difference between sam curran and tom curran anyway no one can they yeah. the same yeah. so who knows maybe but there's only one of them there could be next nomination uh is the is uh the big bash league the mm-hmm. big bash has come up with a new rule uh, they're introducing a new timed out rule so if, now if you're too slow to the crease uh, you have to stand aside and let the bowler bowl at a, a set of unguarded stumps. And if the bowler hits the stumps, you're out. Uh, so <laughs> I think this is great. And what, what made it even better is that Crick Info went away and they wrote a piece on this rule. And, <laughs> they wrote uh, a whole piece. And guess what image they used uh, to, to celebrate this rule? Well, it'd have to be someone just standing back and, and letting the ball hit the stumps, wouldn't it? Yes, and uh, so they used uh, Glenn Maxwell's infamous leave in, in the Big Bash to highlight it. And uh, Glenn Maxwell saw this. <laughs> He wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. He quote tweeted it with a with a gif of Jim Carrey from Liar Liar shouting. Oh, come on! Yeah, fair enough. And I I think what the songs that would be playing while while this this little segment's going would it be just be the loudspeakers blaring out the lazy song or something? Yeah, like that? something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some like Baby Elephant Walk or something. 
sounds good too. Yeah. There, I, I think there's more options for this. I yep. think if you're timed out, depending on how long it takes you to get out to the crease, you should lose pieces of protective equipment. Oh, yeah. So eventually you just, if you take long enough, you've still got to stand Nude. there naked <laughs> in front of the stumps or possibly you could be wearing clothes but, you know, no pads, no yep. bat, no box, no helmet, no nothing. And yep. then they can all, you know, the bowler can have a free go mm. at you. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I think uh, yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time before the BBL implements that idea because it did occur to me that just last week we proposed that this was Tim Payne's exact plan if England uh, were, didn't come over for the Ashes. Yep. We said that they could just bowl at a set of unguarded stumps <laughs> and that would be it. So I can only assume that uh, the BBL are regular listeners to our podcast and yes. and stole this uh, this idea of us and we didn't get a, a single cent of compensation for any of it, to which I say... Put that through all of our podcasts now. No. I think there've been plenty of other suggestions that we've made throughout this podcast, so we we'll look forward to these uh, coming to light in the next uh, next week or so. Yeah. So the next nomination for the Muller is a really it's a mini jail time. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, so a mini d- jail d- time. detention time. Detention time. Yeah. We don't have the jail clip, do we? So, um, but you can just imagine our wonderful jail time clip, and it was for Marnus. Yes. Marnus playing in the Sheffield Shield. He did a bit of a celebra appeal yep. when he really shouldn't have. Uh, when mm. the umpire had not yet put the finger up. Yep. Uh, it was Queensland versus Tasmania uh, and uh, Cricket Australia posted the clip mm. on, on Twitter. And then we had some cricketers chime yes. in, didn't we, in the in the comments. And Dave Warner replied to it and says, wow, I can't believe at Marnus 3 Cricket would do that. And by the way, that's a terrable handle for Marnus. That's t- <laughs> Get Marnus Labashane, Marnus. Come on. <laughs> Do you reckon Linus Labuschagne's already taken? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's too long. Isn't there like a limit on the length of your <laughs> Yeah, it's possible. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. So who replied to, to Warner? Well, so Warner uh, so Warner's tweeted, as you said, well, I can't believe Marnus would do that. And then Tim Payne replied with, we know who won't be impressed with that bull, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So, so yes, if you, go, if you go back to the start of this nomination and you work out who wouldn't be impressed, uh, do you think everyone knows who wouldn't be impressed? I, I think everybody does know. I, and I, I very much like the fact that there's no DMs about this. This is all out in public. <laughs> Just because they know that Justin Langer has zero understanding of how Twitter works and that he will never see this conversation. Now, I'm presuming there, there were DMs from the rest of the team. Yeah, maybe. And they were just too sweary to, to, to put out in public. So good on uh, Dave Warner and uh, Tim Payne for, for going public there yep. and giving us all a little bit of amusement and a Muller nomination. Yes. And I think we've got one a final Muller nomination. You've got one? Yes, I was going into um, looking at all of the different IPL cricketers when I was because you're checking uh, your bet, checking checking the results mm. of the of the IPL to make sure that that Maxwell and RCB were going to be in the finals, mm-hmm. and of course they are. But anyway, I went in, had a look, and and to have to see what the averages were, and I noticed that uh, that AB de Villiers was was listed there with a a very strange nickname. What do you think his nickname would have been? Well, AB a- is his nickname, isn't it? AB. A- a- yeah, no, it's not. It's de Villiers apparently <laughs> on the on the. Crick Buzz on the Crick Buzz app. So his nickname is just his surname. Yeah, that's right. So I, then I went frantically searching to see if I could find another one. Virat Coley's nickname? Virat? It's Coley. <laughs> um, right. Devdit Padikal's nickname? Padikal. He's Padikal. Shrika Bharat's nickname, the keeper? Bharat. No, it's Shrika Bharat. Like sometimes <laughs> so the nickname the is the full name. Oh, good. So I think we're nominating Crick Buzz here for just a total, totally stupid algorithm for their nicknames. I mean, you could you could actually just you could do an automatic first syllable of the first name, last syllable of the second yeah. name. Yeah. You could do a mashup there, and that would be a much better algorithm to put there instead of just uh, 
Glenn Maxwell's nickname. Uh, Glenn Maxwell? I mean, Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> Glenn Maxwell's got plenty of nicknames, yeah. some that he likes and some that he doesn't. But yeah. most people would agree that at least Maxie is probably mm. one of them. Anyway, his nickname is now Maxwell. <laughs> George Garton's nickname? George. George Garton. <laughs> Chris Gale's nickname. Well, Chris Gale is like the universe boss, allegedly. I think yeah. that's a nickname he gave himself. So I'm, I'm all with Quick Buzz for not uh, letting that nickname go. Yeah, I guess so. He might be suing them, but because his nickname is now just Gale. Yeah. There you go. So, um, who are you, who are we, who's going to win this time? I think it's my choice, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is your choice. There's a, there's a lot of great nominations in there. There is a lot. I'm not sure I can choose. I think I think I have to give it to the BBL for introducing the timed out rule. I do yeah. love that. That's for, a fantastic for, for stealing our idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, congratulations to the BBL with their new ridiculous timed out rule and we look forward to seeing what uh, rule you take from us next week. And <laughs> that's the end of our show. You've been listening to Dan Lipke. I'm at Leave Cricket on Twitter and you've also been listening to Kat Jones and she is at Cricket Bat Cat. And you can follow us on Twitter individually with via those two handles or you can follow like the, the combined uh, entity which is Can't Bowl Can't Throw. That's uh, at Can't Bowl Throw uh, or you can like us on Facebook by searching for Can't Bowl Can't Throw and we will see you all next week. See you later.